If you bend the truth, you might find yourself with a pretzel of lies. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number five. I'm Jesse Chapman. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, Chris Newth. Hey guys. Kyle Maddock. That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. Hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Every week we watch the late 90s television show Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. Each episode contains five stories. Some are true, some are false. They find stories in the world that happened, or maybe they don't. Maybe they make them all up. (laughs) <laughs> we will see. All of them. That's a James Brolin explanation if I ever heard yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some some are real, some are fake. Um, and then at the end of the show, they tell you which stories are false and which stories actually happened. And we want you guys to play along with us as we play along on this podcast. I love how long his intro was today. Holy cow. Normally, he just starts off and says, like, you know, truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. Da-na-na-na. And then the music kicks off, and it just kept going. <laughs> sometimes truth can be stranger than fiction. Because if you really think about it, facts and truth are the same thing. Because fiction is longer <laughs> to explain. He just kept going. He, he, he retold the whole premise of the show. I was yeah. going to say, one of you guys, I forget who, but one of you guys were like, yeah, did they just realize that episode five that like, man, people still aren't getting it. Let's just add a <laughs> little more. Let's re-explain more, it to yeah, everybody. In episode five. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I think it does a good job of setting the tone of this entire episode because. Yeah, it's strange. It's a weird one. It's weird. Not a lot makes yeah, sense. Yeah, buckle up. It goes on. There's some long segments. <laughs> yeah, this was a different episode. and we'll- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting a reason exactly why, but can't wait till Frakes gets here. We're almost there, guys. Oh, yeah. So close. <laughs> but I'm going to miss Brolin. I feel like I he's getting more Brolin. comfortable now. Like, you can tell he's being a little bit more playful to the right camera. Right about when he's settling in, they're like, you're out of here. I well, I think he was like, I'm out of here. Yeah. He's out of here. He's like, my contract is almost done, so <laughs> fuck this shit. Although, he, I think he recorded all of these openings in the same afternoon. So maybe it wasn't more, I'm almost out of my contract. Maybe it's, oh, it's almost lunchtime and I'm almost <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> yeah. Because he has the same jacket on. He has the same outfit. In yeah. All I think these he openings. swaps between two outfits. He's got the tan over, like long, it's almost like a shirt jacket combo. Yep. And then he's got. That Chris thinks keeps getting longer every episode. It keeps getting larger <laughs> and larger. I think that's fiction. But. And then it, in the in the finale, it turns into a tent. <laughs> he turns into a cape and he flies off like super bear. Oh, well, that leads us into some of the great stories we have today and some of the strange stories we have today. Um, If you're joining us for the first time, we're going to play clips from the show and summarize the story so you guys know what's going on. And then we're going to analyze it, break it down, dive in, and we're going to vote on whether we think it's fact or fiction. We've seen the entire episode except the results of each of those stories. And we will all listen to those stories live later together. Um, And then we also, we flip a coin to see if we can beat random chance. And uh, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. (laughs) Let's go ahead and dive into the first story, which is called Needlepoint. Rebecca, this is too hot. Can't drink this. I'm sorry, Mr. Nicholas. What? Can't you see that I am on the phone? Get out of here. I couldn't wait to go home and finish my new doll. I named it after Mr. Nicholas. That's a tradition in voodoo. Mark, what happened in this story? Uh, well, 
we follow a secretary, someone who is treated horribly by her boss, who might be a talent agent. It's not clear. Um, <laughs> or a probably, gangster. Or a gangster. <laughs> one and the same. Uh, she she makes dolls at home. She makes a very little wage being a secretary, but she, she makes dolls and she sends them away. Prietzi. You know, the boss loses a huge client. He's pissed. He's like, I'm going to dock your pay. And it's just, he's being horrible to her. She goes home, uh, has a doll that she's made that looks a lot like him, starts poking him with a needle, the doll that is. And then it cuts to the boss at the office grabbing his arm, kind of looking like he has a heart attack. Do you believe in voodoo magic? Do you believe and in voodoo I hope dolls? You do. <laughs> Here's like, the thing. if you do, I feel like Hold you're on. gonna say fact, and if no, no, you no, don't, no, no. you're gonna say fiction. No, 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 no. Story. I know. I know someone is gonna agree with me on this, but like, who reported this exactly. story? One hundred percent. Okay, so he, let's let's walk through. Also, let's walk through real okay. quick. So he gets voodooed. He grabs his arm. He's alone in the office. There's no witnesses. She doesn't even know if the voodoo's working. How does she know? There's literally right. nothing to this story. It's so they bonkers. They never say he died. Yeah. He nope. would never report it he as voodoo. She would never admit to having nope. done voodoo. She would never have Or known. perhaps, what if she did brag to her friends about it? Yeah, but then she's like, hey, you know what I did? I stabbed a doll last night. And they're like, Samantha, did it work? And she's like, I don't know. Well, she's not fired. She, she's not fired, though, no, right? No. So she goes into the office the next day, and he's like... Then a, show that in the episode. They they need to show it's the... It's so strange. That you know what I mean? Cut off. Mm. Or have him have a heart attack. She stabs the doll in the heart, and the next day shows up, and, oh, he died of a heart attack, like, at whatever time last night. And something documented, yeah, so we something. know that someone knows this happened. All right. Can I tell you? Can I shed some light on this situation? Can sure. you tell us about the Let voodoo Let me tell you world? about voodoo. Okay? <laughs> Who do the voodoo that you do? Okay, so here's the deal with voodoo you know some people may believe it some people may not it's essentially putting it's almost like a curse whatever but so my problem with this story is that the woman involved i've heard of people who are really malicious and have literally stolen hair from a brush or something and then created we're some supposed kind of, to have something personal of the person exactly to infuse it right. with magic or a whatever. A photo that you cut out of Did them. Did she have something? Well, no, no, that's the thing. That is the problem I have with the story. If you're going to try to do a voodoo story, I might believe that there might be something there if you might have like a cursed object or something that I heard. Okay, here's a story that I heard uh, recently. A woman said that she was having all of this terrible, terrible luck and she went to like a psychic or something and the psychic said, someone has a curse on you and you need to figure out like what is doing the the harm to you. And so she was looking in her office and she found a like in the back of her desk, like if you like look under and reach under your, her desk, there was a little like box and she opened it up and it was like, a picture of her that was cut out, like had like X's over the eyes and like strands of her hair in there. And it was like that they had, that someone had gotten from. Wait, I'm sorry. I missed the, <laughs> the beginning. This happened to you? No. Oh. I always get lost in Chris's stories. Like not in them, but around them. <laughs> oh, for a moment. Oh. Hold on. For a moment, it sounded like a deep compliment. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> You know and what, Chris, every time you tell a story, I just get lost in it. Because the details are so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Forget I said it, we'll cut it out. But No, I, we are no, not. Oh, it is in. That is being made public. Okay, so I've heard of that kind of thing. But, but you need this, the, you but need but the this woman has ne- didn't do anything with the boss to 
to make anything magical even possible. She essentially just made a doll that vaguely resembles the boss. Maybe Me- she's so powerful in her voodoo <laughs> magic that she doesn't right. need an article. This is fun. Does, this an, is ar- right. does this an arch voodoo priestess need yeah. uh, personal artifacts or can they infuse the energy from the world around them? Just I can't inherit- answer that question. Because he's not an arch voodoo <laughs> yeah, priestess. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not an arch voodoo priestess so, Also, did anyone else just imagine the guy being like, ow, and then go all along with the rest of his work. I like, yeah, he was nothing hot. else happens. Like, I thought he was, was going to like start bleeding all over the place. I'm going to go first here. I'm going to say fiction. I'm not, no bones about it. This never happened. There's no one to prove it happened. No one would have told anyone this story. Fiction. <laughs> Tiffany. I'm also going to go fiction. And this is one of those stories that if it turns out to be true, I'm actually going to be really annoyed and upset. Oh, yeah. All right, Chris. Yeah, I'm going with fiction. I just don't buy that this happened at all, based on anyone's explanations and my own. Mark? <gasps> fiction. That's it. Kyle, are we all doing it? Okay. I'm glad I get to talk with you guys before I voted, because I was actually thinking about this being factual before uh, you Could be. made me realize how ludicrous it all is. Yeah. <laughs> so, fiction. But what if, what if? Well, you know what? what? Last episode, I went against you guys. <laughs> and it didn't turn I, I out did well for very you. very poorly yeah. last okay. episode. Okay. So I'm going to go with fiction on this one. And now we flip the coin. Fiction. 100%. Everyone is unanimous, including George Washington. This might Washington. be the first time this has happened. Okay. The next story is called... <laughs> Toy, toy to the rescue. <laughs> is it really it is. called toy, toy to the rescue? Toy to the rescue. <laughs> Sorry, wow, they just uh, gave us that time. We don't. We, we watch the episodes ahead of time, but we don't really talk about the titles. And so sometimes I read them for the first time, just kind of like going through the list. And I, I, and then I, then we all laugh because no. Sometimes they don't even relate at all. No. <laughs> Look, Amanda, Super Bear's here to save you. Kevin passed away that afternoon. Suddenly, I saw Super Bear in the corner. Somehow this feeling came over me. Super Bear and Kevin had to be together. We have to go now. We have to go. We have to go now. Kyle, you're going to give us the recap on oh, this one. I apologize. Yes. So uh, Kevin uh, is a very weak child. And uh, I guess their mom passed away was an auto accident, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. And before she died, she gave Kevin uh, Super Bear, a stuffed bear. And he gets really weak. And um, he goes to the hospital. <laughs> 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 it's, <laughs> it's the funniest episode we've ever oh, covered. Are those what you're, that's what your notes say? <laughs> you know what? Um, he, <laughs> I hope this one is fiction. So I really he gets do. really weak. He goes to the hospital. His older sister and the dad run to the hospital. The kid dies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then later on, <laughs> the older sister's like, wait, hold on a second. He's never lived any part of his life without Super Bear. So then, anyway, they bring the bear to the hospital. They give it to the dead kid on the slab and who's being wheeled who's to being an wheeled autopsy autopsy yes they put the bear in his arms and the kid wakes up and he's alive yeah. what <laughs> <laughs> that's the story yes. would anyone feel you know more empathetic towards the kid if he wasn't just so annoying i feel <laughs> like he has a lot of demands Daddy, read me a story. Yeah. <laughs> read me a story, Daddy. Oh, by the way, da- Daddy was Billy Mays from the commercial. <laughs> baseball player? No, the the uh, oh, the salesman. Oh, the that's ad- Willie, Willie Mays. Mays. Willie Mays. The promo man. 
Or was it? Is it Bob Vila or Billy Mays was the dad from the? the... It's a good combination. Well, yeah. I couldn't tell because he had a Craftsman handy wrench in his pocket, but he <laughs> right. also had a ShamWow. Right. So it was very confusing. Yeah, that spray plastic. <laughs> I also yeah. I also love how uh, the sister at one point says, "I was always jealous of my younger brother who was getting all the attention." There was no reason for her to say that. First yeah, of all, that, that was... wasn't really true. But second of all, I mean, he's, he's dying. dying. He's dying. <laughs> he yeah, there's a man. reason. Like, your You're parents gonna... are going to have the rest of your life to, like, celebrate oh, you. Wow. And you will be an oh, oldie wow. child <laughs> momentarily. Can you give your brother a little time here? <laughs> I, I mean, she's know. a teenager. She's going through a lot. Oh, I man. would say, though, a lot of these heartwarming family stories are true. And you also have them in a hospital in which there are going to be a lot of people to corroborate this and story. meticulous records. Now, Super Bear has the ability mm-hmm. to bring a child back to life. <laughs> he is a necromancer. This is an incredible power. Yet his powers are limited in that he cannot cure the boy's illness. <laughs> he can so, only string him along in yeah. his weak life. He can just... <laughs> oh my God, in a miraculous event, your child's still alive and he's and he's cured of the illness, right? And they're like, well, <laughs> we should probably keep him here. Yeah. I like when this guy is, is like 40, 50 years old. He's married. He has kids and he has to go everywhere with this stuff. <laughs> it's keeping me alive. It's literally keeping me alive. It's like the uh, flowers in Beauty and the Beast. Based on a true story. Based oh. on a true story. But this one is like proximity based. Yeah, proximity based. Yeah. yeah. But what like- if it was a coincidence? What if uh, they just got back and he had come back not because of the bear, but because that's when he woke up? It also is very unclear the time span. I mean, you don't know how close they live to the hospital. You don't know. Like, she comes back and it kind of looks like it's nighttime or later, but you don't know for sure and the voiceover just says oh he died like he passed away that afternoon and i remember initially i was like oh man so he's been dead for like half a day or something (laughs) but then i was thinking about it and i was like he also could it could have easily just been a couple hours between the time that she would say that get the bear and drive back so it makes it like a little i might think it it might even be less i might think it'd be like one thing where he's like on the table and he like flatlines and then they like, no, and I don't know, they like, put the beer or the beers in the room or something. And then they like get his heart going again. And they're like, oh, the bear saved him. <laughs> what? Yeah. I could no, see that's, that that's kind of being the mm-hmm. kernel of the truth kernel. there. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. Chris, is there any ghosts involved? No, I mean, I don't see, I don't see any. Do you feel oh, like go. the mom in some way passed on some sort of, you know, life energy when she died to the bear? Is that the implication here? Well, if it was, I feel like they they should have brought that back up towards the end. <laughs> right, that would have been helpful. Because she yeah. did give that give him the bear, like, before she Yeah, the, 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 the sister, when she's freaking out, saying, like, he, you know, he needs to be with his bear, she could have said, like, mom wanted this. Oh, mom, that would have been know. a poetic way to end it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like, and then, you know, it would have been full circle, they would have brought the bear back, and then you'd have a little bit of that. All right, Mark, why don't you kick us off? Uh, fact or fiction? Uh, I don't know. Toy to the rescue. I'm gonna go fact again going with it's a little more sentimental and sad it's at a hospital those two details usually don't steer us wrong so fact all right tiffany i am also gonna go fact for pretty much those exact reasons as well chris Mm, you guys i'm gonna go fiction i don't think that toys hold the power to bring people back from the dead god damn Mm-hmm. Not feeling it. <laughs> he really wishes he's, they did, though. He's not, he's not feeling it. It's my turn, and I'm going to say fiction. I don't think that this happened. I think that there's too many random details in this story. Kyle. Fact. Now that we're like five episodes in, I think I'm starting to analyze some stuff here, and I'm getting the feeling like when they put a lot of weird details and it's like 
kind of a simple story, but they tell in a very complex way and it bobs and weaves all over the place, I tend to think they're more fact. Ooh. So I think I'm going to try to start that trend. Can we name my, this in, theory in so that viewing. if we could see if it even holds one episode? The complicated theory? <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. We're going to go on to the coin right now and mm-hmm. see what the coin says. Was that a true flip? It counts. Fiction. (laughs) All right, we're going to go on to our next story now, which is called Mystery Lock. And Connie, it's me, Brad. Okay, honey. (laughs) Just a minute. And Connie, I'm in a hurry. Oh, but but the lock won't turn. And Connie, just open the door, please. I'm trying. That was the actress from The Wedding Singer, correct? Yeah. Okay, oh, and she is chat, great. It looks just like it's her. the older woman. She plays the the main Aunt oh, Connie. Connie. Aunt Connie. She is fantastic. She is a fantastic as Aunt Connie. <laughs> I mean, one of one of those roles that you know they'll talk about. You don't forget. Did what? she also play Aunt May in uh in the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man's? No, no. <laughs> I, I rescind the question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tiffany, break it down. So this is told from the point of view of a nephew of Aunt Connie. And so he is worried about his aunt who's elderly, living in a really bad neighborhood, and her lock on her front door doesn't work very well. And so he keeps telling her that, oh, like, you really have to get that lock looked at. And so they call this random lock company, and apparently she gets the safest lock she possibly can, where it actually has to be open from the inside with the key. And the the lock guy kind of promises her, like, nobody will ever get through this door. That means you harm. She's like, cool. And then we see her nephew wanting to get in. And we see that he has, like, this, like, hoodlum guy after him. And he's like, no, I have the money. I just have to go to my aunt's place. Come on, Aunt Connie. Like, open the door. And then she goes to unlock it. And for whatever reason, the key is, like, stuck. And she's like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't open it. And then he reveals a voiceover that, like, oh, I didn't mean her harm. But the guy who was with me would have hurt her. And then she's forever safe and they try and look up the lock company and it doesn't exist. The sad part about this story is this is some sort of magical protective lock Mm -hmm. and she doesn't know that and she's probably ultimately going to just get it replaced. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. It's a faulty (laughs) lock. But she does realize it it when her nephew's there. She realizes that her nephew That's true. There was that like echoey voiceover of the locksmith like no one will ever. No, do it with the accent. Do it with the accent. No, oh, that guy's was guy. he southern? He was southern. Yeah. No one will ever get into your house. Can <laughs> I talk about my favorite part of this episode? Are the zooms in and out through the lock? Through okay. like the keyhole. There was an amazingly oversized prop door keyhole that the camera went through, as though it's looking through a peephole to who's on the other side of the door. And they keep they love the shot so much that they keep repeating it and even like play it backwards. Yeah, too. they'll play the shot in reverse. They'll play the shot in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> and forward with every character besides Aunt Connie. You notice they try to do this thing where they're where they say witnesses saw her walk home the same. What like, witnesses? Because well, there everyone was the, on the street. Yeah, there was a lot of people on the street. Yeah, but like who's interviewing these witnesses? Well, they they caught the guy later that day because he was robbing everybody that, else. That's and another. So they probably interviewed everyone around the area. I don't know. There's something about mm-hmm. the the that element to me that that seems the writery aspect. It seems like they're trying to shoehorn in. Oh, p- people observed this. There's people. People were around. This is one of the few times where I actually don't think the police officer role really adds any extra weight for me at all. It feels like the police officer role is inserted just because 
they want to make it seem more credible. That's how I feel. Yeah. My problem is the lock that uh, has to use the key from the inside. Do, do people actually have that? That is a yeah. thing. Supposedly, it is a more secure lock because of the way that something. Yeah, something. Elderly, like no, it's not the a ch- chance of the old elderly falling over, and you're like, well, we can't really get into the house because it's or like she loses the key on the inside yeah. of the house, and she she's stuck mm. in. Exactly, I mean, that's the problem. With I that. mean, let me give me some credibility to her not being able to open the lock. Is that uh, I've definitely seen my grandma try to use something before, <laughs> and she goes, no, it's broken, and then you go and. It's totally not broken. You're like, oh, come on, okay, Grandma. Let me ask you this. Do you guys think that this could have happened in such a way that it's like she just got lucky a few key times? No mm-hmm. pun intended. Like she's, <laughs> she's trying to open the door and like she fails to open it. Like, could it have just. Yeah, absolutely. It could have. But the the supernatural element here might be like, oh, there's there's some kind of force, the universe or something that's protecting this woman. She has a guardian angel the or magical something. key company. Oh, that doesn't exist. Remember, they yeah. there's mm-hmm. no. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's another interesting twist. This I don't know. So it just drives me bonkers. <laughs> Bananas. Bonkers. I have a weird feeling nice. about like who's reporting this information. Like, did she tell someone later that the key company like who told who? that the key company wasn't real. Who reported that? Did she tell her friends at the beauty salon weeks mm-hmm. later? She's like, yes, and then my grandson called a company and installed a lock, and then they never, they were fake. Who I told could, someone I can that? totally see that part fabricated, but I think uh, the, the kernel of truth in this one is the police officers coming up to her afterwards and telling her that somebody had been robbing, and she's like, oh, yeah, I got a knock earlier. I couldn't unlock my door. Yeah. I could totally see that happening. I don't know. And again, it goes back to how much they can really fabricate because I'm like, what? The whole key company thing, that's all fabricated. That's a completely different story. That's than just fabricated a couple... in the writer's room. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I don't think maybe if, if it's all true. fake. Mark, <laughs> kick us off. Fact or fiction. Oh, come on, fiction. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. Uh, this one's fiction. Wow. Okay, Kyle. Simple story that they tried to make complicated. Oh. I'm going to go with the rule on this one. Fact. Oh, okay. Ooh, Tiffany. I'm going to go fiction. All right. And it's down to me, isn't it? Yep. Well, here's the thing. I'm trying to think, like, could it have happened? Sure. I just, there's something bugging me about the eyewitness accounts in this specific story. Fiction. And the coin. And the coin. Fact. Oh, yeah. Kyle on the coin. Thank you. Coin knows what's up today. All right. Next up is a <laughs> ludicrous story called The House on Baker Street. Matt. Mary, hi. hi. Can I just ask you something? I thought I heard a scream from your house last night. Mary, you've lived here a long time, right? Ever since I was a little girl. Well, have you ever heard of anything strange happening at our house? When we first moved into this neighborhood, a woman, Mildred Bennett, and her son, Stuart, lived up there in that room. Tiffany's room. As I was, like, getting ready for this, I was, like, thinking, okay, how am I going to recap this episode? And I gave, I literally gave up. So let's just roll with it and see cool. what happens. Yeah, I don't even know. So there's a 16-year-old girl Wrong. Played, <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. played by a 40-year-old actress. <laughs> and she's dating a bad boy. And um, she starts seeing for no particular reason paranormal stuff around the house and then the mom is getting freaked out so she's you know the next day cleaning the yard and then a jogger neighbor jogger walks by hey I just wanted to tell you about this elaborate story that took place in your house (laughs) 10 years ago there used to be a guy and a girl that were in love yeah the guy ended up burning the house down and she's like, what? And she's like, have a nice day. Okay. She just, she just jogs away. And then the next night, 
the daughter is tossing gasoline on the outside of the house and has a torch from Indiana Jones. I don't know where this comes from. And she's about to set the house on fire, but the neighbor is already witnessing all this outside, the jogger, and has already called the police, and the police show up and stop the girl who's setting the house on fire, and she turns around and has the same color eyes as the boyfriend from 10 years ago. Guys, I don't understand what what happened here. That that blocking at the end was so awkward. Well, the the cop was... She was like, her face was hidden, she was pouring gas, and then five feet away, there's a neighbor hiding behind the tree, and then the cop comes up, and then all three of them are so close, and the cop was going to shoot who knows they who. wanted you to think that the person setting fire was maybe the boyfriend and it was going to be yeah. a big twist yes, and then it just didn't connect i'm i'm so, so confused. confused by here's story. my problem with the story uh <laughs> as far as possessions go because the, the woman was like oh my god she's possessed by the ghost of Stuart something Smalley <laughs> whatever the boyfriend Stuart was that the boy she's possessed by the boyfriend spirit or whatever um from what everything i've heard some people believe that you could be possessed by like a demon of some kind but you can't be possessed by another person's ghost so that's baloney. Well, ha- well speaking it's baloney. of baloney, what, it, 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 what it, about the movie Ghost in which Whoopi Goldberg is inhabited by Patrick Swayze and then they're able to then have uh, physical contact yeah. with Demi Moore? Yeah, that's that. a fictionalized work. Okay, it's one of the most Ooh. interesting ghost stories uh, I've ever <laughs> Anything seen. Anything with it. Patrick Swayze is not fiction. Did anyone else feel the legitimately creepy effect when the, like, the, the random impression on the couch? Oh, good. that yeah. was great. I lit my hair stood up. Like, it took me by surprise because it's one of those like you know uh paranormal activity effects yes. where like it's like an impression well she's sitting, sitting on a couch and next to her on like the ottoman or something there's an impression and she wakes up and sees it and then it releases this though an invisible person is stepping off the couch yeah right? like as she screams really the like ghost like stands up. up and runs away it or is something. the creepiest yeah <laughs> All right, so my favorite moment of this is when James Brolin wraps up the episode and he says, oh, and by the way, there are people that say that Tiffany, Tiffany's the name of the girl in the episode. Yeah, I just want to clarify, not, not me. to be confused. Yes. She, he goes, and by the way, there are people that say that Tiffany is all grown up now with children of her own. Who? Who's saying this? And she's a very strict mom. Yeah, yeah. and she's a very strict say. mom. Yeah, I, if anything, she was arrested and went away and never wanted kids. Yeah. Um, Couldn't you also see this being, again, one of those like urban legend sort of stories where it's like based on a true story? And I'm saying that in air quotes, but it's one of those urban legends that would be documented somewhere. And I say that because it's all from the neighbor's point of view. Like, I've, yeah. I've, I've thought about this and I it all it's just came to me in a moment. Oh, good. So the jogger, neighbor is jogging on by tells the mom the story deleted scene that you haven't seen the camera slowly moves up to the second story bedroom window where the daughter is hearing this entire story and meanwhile the whole time the dad is like you shouldn't date that boy he's a bad influence on you and so the daughter's hearing this random mystery story and then seeks revenge on her own parents by pretending to be possessed by this old boyfriend and setting the house on fire Bullshit. But wasn't doesn't wouldn't that prove that the parents' theory right that she has been influenced in a negative way by this guy? Yeah, yes. that's the moral of the story. You don't don't date the bad boys. Tiffany, do you think this happened? I don't. Okay. At all. Um, I think the kernel there is something potentially to the kernel of truth of this. And even though I think this is an absolutely ridiculous story, it seems weird enough and bizarre enough and is all from the neighbor's point of view. So I'm actually gonna say 
fact, which I'm surprised. Really? I am. Kyle. Fiction, fiction, <laughs> fiction. Um, There's this, an echo there. Yeah. Fiction, fiction, <laughs> fiction, fiction. Uh, this is a fiction, bogus fiction, story fiction, fiction, fiction. completely made up by the writers. Yeah, I, I got nothing to say. This is fiction. <laughs> Chris? Fiction, 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 fiction. Yeah, this one's false. <laughs> Mark? Fiction. <laughs> it's overly complicated. It's really weird. But I think that my weirdo theory could have happened. I think that the girl could have overheard this story. This might be a neighborhood, like mm-hmm. you said, like an urban legend. This might be a neighborhood gossip. And she might have wanted to, like, say, you know, F you to my mom and dad and, and put it under the guise of possession. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all do as children. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. All right, guys, let's go ahead and flip the coin and find out what the coin says. Fiction, 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 fiction. Oh, fiction. all right. We are talking today. All right, guys. We're going on to our fifth and final story. One of the most elaborate production budgets I ever <laughs> The seen. acting in this was fantastic. So Absolutely good. incredible. So it is called The Train. Imagine a dark train platform on a chilly March night over 100 years ago. When a distinguished actor arrives at this Jersey City railway station... Well, as he joins the crowd, he notices a young college student out of the corner of his eye. And suddenly the boy is jostled and falls onto the tracks. So quickly, the actor rushes to the edge of the platform, reaches down, pulls the young student to safety. Thank you. Well, in less than three weeks' time, the actor's brother would kill the college student's father. For the actor was Edwin Booth, brother of John Wilkes Booth. And the student was Robert Lincoln, son of President Abraham Lincoln. Okay, so... Uh, I don't even have anything to say about this. <laughs> no, this was very bizarre. It was hell? the first time in Beyond Belief where the story <laughs> doesn't take place as a reenactment with actors. It's told like campfire style with James Brolin in a just a chair and the camera does, you know, like those dissolve effects, whatever, and changes the angle. There's a, a times. lot of crossfading. Lots oh, of crossfading. It is nasty. But it's, it's just beautiful. him talking and the story is, a, and I'm not even, uh, uh, we were so thrown off by it that the details of the story escaped me. <laughs> but I will say it was about uh, a relative of John Wilkes Booth was saved by the son of Abraham Lincoln. Do we believe this? Here's what I believe. I believe the budget was cut. <laughs> Roland was asking for was too those, much money by this point. Guys, it was the key lock. It was the key. They, they spent <laughs> all the budget on that. Yep. The prop house is like, you know this is going to cost you a lot. And they're like, we we have our ways. <laughs> and we the, know where to the cut. The possessed eye effect. Tens of dollars went into that effect. <laughs> That's all they had. So I really don't even know what to say about this except false fiction fiction. I, I feel like we would have heard about this. But I feel like there are a lot of historical stories that are like, can you can you believe that the first cousin of, you know, this president actually was, you know, related to. And, and I know we're joking about budgets or whatever, but they've really shown a story like that, bringing in his, you know, actual historical, like big historical figures. And then how would that be false? Like there's something that just feels really weird to me about that. Like it's I kind totally of just can out. see in season two when they actually start doing we've talked about this yeah. they start doing like more elaborate period pieces mm-hmm. I could totally see them doing this story as a period piece but your question does give me pause do you it's think like, Abraham would it, would it be Abraham Lincoln's son is also wearing a top hat in that story 100% they, they he's got it. the beard let's too. go through this do you guys know anything about Abraham Lincoln did he have a son 
Yeah, he did. Well, 100%. Okay, 100% had a son. So that part's fact, right? Um, who's the relative of John Wilkes Booth? You know, I wish I remembered. We were so thrown by the, the format of this episode that we were all like confused. We all kept we're, thinking that, oh, it's going to get to the story. Oh, he's just doing a long introduction. Right. Oh, a very long introduction. Oh, is this the whole story? Oh, and it's the end. Ended. Yeah, <laughs> I was too busy laughing at the crossfades. Well, what it is, is it the first vote. cousin or whatever? Yeah, okay. Let's just vote. <laughs> Lock him in. I, let's throw in our towel like they did on this one. Let's just vote. <laughs> I, I'm going to be so embarrassed when I get this wrong. I'm not. I'll go first. Fiction. I think we would have heard about this story. It's the president of the United States getting assassinated by the most – it's like one of the most famous assassinations. And like a week prior, their children essentially saved each other's life. Fiction. Tiffany. I'm going to go fact. I mean, if I get it wrong, I guess it's embarrassing, but – I, for some reason, it just makes more sense to me that they would do that, the show. <laughs> I love it. Especially if I'm right, I love it even more. I know. Mark. I don't know. I think it's fact. Would they make up a story and then present it that way? It's just very strange. I don't know. And I also don't know if it was a relative of John Wilkes Booth. It might have been like something else and we just didn't catch that detail. So it could have been... Could have been a distant relative, too. Been a distant relative. So my summary could be fiction, but it could be fact. <laughs> We're going to vote on that yeah. next. Uh, fact. All right. Chris. Yeah, I feel like the, it, it's, it's, it's probably very common for there to be a lot of coincidences in history that I wouldn't be surprised existed if someone told me. So, yeah, sure. Fact. Kyle. <laughs> Man, I am also going to go fact. Like rubbing your temples over there. Yeah, I'm stressing about this one. I'm not a history guy. Uh, I'm going to go fact on this. I feel like they came across this story and they're like, this is awesome. It needs to be in the show. Let's film it. And then they were like, then they looked at the budget and they were like, crap, we cannot film this. Let's just have them tell the story. It's such an awesome, true story. Let's just have them sit down and tell it. Fact. All right. Well, we're all locked in. Let's go ahead to the coin and see what happens with that. Because if anyone's going to know about Abraham Lincoln, it's going to be George, <laughs> George Washington. Washington. Absolutely. I, think we're I guess he's not a history buff either. Fiction. Uh, the coin gosh. and I have a special connection, you guys. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not sure if that's a good thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go find out which stories were false and which stories were fiction. And that's the same thing. And which stories were true. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we want to do a quick thank you to our sponsor this week. This episode is brought to you by Annoyance Dolls. Everyone has those people in their lives, right? People who really bug you, but who ultimately you wouldn't wish dead. Well, Annoyance Dolls is the latest breakthrough in voodoo science, offering a lifelike doll of your enemy that you can bug and rile. Give your neighbors a tickle or poke your lawyer's arm to make them think they're having a heart attack. Try it risk-free for 30 days by going to Annoyance Dolls and entering offer code OUCH. Annoyance Dolls. Take pleasure in their discomfort. All right, let's dive back in to the results of this episode. We're going to find out which stories are true and which stories were false. The first episode was Needlepoint. This is the one about the arch voodoo priestess <laughs> who didn't even need any special omens or a talisman from the people. And I will say for this one... Every one of us, including the coin, said fiction. So it was. It's very oh. rare to have a unanimous vote. We had a unanimous vote I'd against the story. So, so it, annoying. Yeah, let's see what James Brolin says. A fraudulent tale that never took place. That's exactly right. It's false. Fiction. Yes. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Thank Across you. the board. Right. That was Thank so God. Across the board. It's rare for it to be that easy. To where mm-hmm. we're all correct, and the coin even gets it right. All right, next up, Toy to the Rescue. This was the one about the super teddy bear that brings a child back to life, but doesn't cure his disease. <laughs> it's impossible, you say? Not this time. 
A story like this oh. did take place. Fact. No yes. way. Oh, right. the theory is holding up so well, far. Well, here's what we know. Everyone at this table are monsters. <laughs> now that that story is I know. true. <laughs> we could have been worse. Let's get him on the show. No. Let's get him on. Let's get him on. Oh, that would be fantastic. If you're out there, Teddy Bear, boy, you probably were much more likable than the actor who betrayed you. <laughs> also... It, for the actor who portrayed you, it's okay. You are a child. Don't let Jesse bully you. <laughs> yeah, Next up is the story of the grandma from The Wedding Singer who <laughs> could not open her front door. <laughs> now, this one never could have happened, right? Uh, Wrong. It what? did happen. Fact. That's right. insane. Well, the fairy held that up. is insane. The fairy held up this episode, Here's guys. what happened there. Held up. Oh, that means one of the it next ones It worked once for the lock, Right. Just one time that happened. Yeah. The law company probably did exist. They embellished all of that. They embellished the two other times. They embellished the sun. She probably just had a lock and it didn't work once when some bad guy was trying to come in because it just jammed. Exactly. But that's crazy. That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Oh, I zoned out. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kyle was talking. <laughs> I'm disappointed, you guys. I'm really disappointed. It's I am okay. Not. It's okay. There's more no. stories to be had. And the next one is The House on Baker Street. This is the one about who knows <laughs> the possession, the, the Fire, gasoline. Yeah. You know. Could a story like this be true? Not this time. <laughs> yes. Fiction. It was too insane. Yes. I'm very upset about that. I had a feeling that that, you know, you never know. You never know. You never know. But you did know. You all knew except me. Even the coin was like bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And the last story of the day is the one about Abraham Lincoln's son or nephew or cousin. And We're John, not really sure. John, <laughs> yeah. John Wilkes Booth. And there's some things. Wait, so, so, is, like, he, is he going to recap his recap? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just gonna... <laughs> what about the story I told tonight? Was it inspired by actual events? Yes, it was. Fact. James Brolin would never lie to yes. us. He would never lie to us. He came back. That is a... That is no good. <laughs> no good. So who did the best this week? Kyle, five out of five. No way. Yes, thank you, thank Absolutely. you, guys. Jesse, one out of five. <laughs> oh. You guys literally swapped. Yeah, you'll average out. Oh, is that why... Because right when I was walking in, you like touched my shoulder and you whispered some sort of like voodoo curse. Super bear. <gasps> Chris, you're three out of five. Great. And, Happy with that. Mm-hmm. Solid, uh, solid. Not as good as five out of five, but. Yeah. The coin, yeah. Tiffany, also tied with the coin, three out of five. I'm okay with this. Okay. And uh, Mark, four out of five. Mm, okay, thank you. Okay. Feels good. Feels pretty good. At the end of the season, uh, in one episode, we'll do a little recap and we'll talk about all our stats. And whoever has the highest uh, stat percentage will actually feel really smart, and whoever has the lowest will feel really dumb. Yeah, oh, we'll make sure. I think of that. mine's one of the lower ones. That was <laughs> very sensitive. I, I came back in this episode. I think I brought my record up a little bit. Well, you know what? It's called regression to the mean. You do really bad one episode. The chances are you're going to do uh, statistics, statistics. So I'm excited because next week, you guys, we're going to find out the average for all of our scores for the entire <laughs> season. That is exactly what I just said. Where were you at? I was drawing this envelope on my paper. There's a picture. Wow. Of so Chris just sleeps when he's not talking on this podcast. <laughs> it's a slightly uneven Wait, when envelope, did you guys by the get way. Here? The triangle is a little uneven. <laughs> Chris has been dead the whole time. <laughs> Chris has been dead for the past hour. <laughs> great episode, you guys. Some weird stories, but a great episode. Thank you all for joining me this week. Thank mm-hmm. you. And yeah. until next week, this is Beyond Beyond Belief. Dun, 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 dun.
dun, 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 dun. Come on, guys. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. All clips used are strictly for educational review and analysis and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is beyond belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.